Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Wheel Nuts F1 podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got an exciting episode coming up to you today. We're going to be going over our preseason predictions of what's going to happen at testing. Um, we went through our predictions last week, so we'll see just how those predictions come through testing, although it is not always truly indicative. Um, and then we're going to go through deliveries and give our rankings so that hopefully we can frustrate some more of you and get you to keep commenting on our videos jordan how are you feeling this week we've got pre-season testing back i'm sure you must be as pumped as i am my brother i could not be more excited i feel like it's always such december is the longest month january is the longest month and february are the longest months of the year surely totally because agreed. of the lack of motorsports it doesn't matter what but especially <laughs> formula one i have been just itching I've been absolutely itching, just waiting for this new season to come back into us. And obviously now pre-season testing starting on Wednesday. I'm excited to see the cars out on track. Um, I'm sure maybe some of the liveries we don't like might actually look a little bit better on track because they usually do. Um, I really hope so. And I'm just scared to see what that Red Bull is going to look like because holy moly, from kind of the rumors I've heard, I'm so scared. It sounds like they might have a new diffuser by listening to some of their tracks, which if the, if you don't know, a diffuser is basically just a chunk of aerodynamics at the back of the car that generates more downforce um, in simple terms. So I'm, I'm very excited. Normally, you only see some of the, the, the innovations that are surprises on the last day of testing. Um, so I think that'll be the most indicative of, of times on that day. So, yeah. For sure. I think that'll be exciting. Should we get started on some preseason jargon? Some, some, yeah, some terms. Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, let's get right into it. Um, there is quite a quite a lot of stuff coming up in preseason. Obviously, the uh, not so avid uh, Formula One watchers and kind of the guys that haven't gotten big into the technical side of Formula One would uh, probably kind of miss the meaning of or. Some of those words, you, you, you kind of don't really catch actually what they mean by it when the commentary and the commentators do mention it. So what we just want to do is we kind of just want to run over some of the terms and stuff that you'll be hearing during the preseason testing. And uh, yeah, we've got a whole list and then hopefully during preseason testing you'll have a little bit of a better understanding of exactly what is happening during preseason testing. Definitely, and you'll be hearing them quite a few times, so I think it's quite good to know. And I think the most important thing to know about preseason testing going into it is that you cannot trust the, the timesheets. I'm not going to say at all, but without some deep analysis in terms of fuel runs, in terms of tires, what tires they're using. And that's what makes preseason testing so interesting, is because ultimately it's a puzzle. You can get, you'll never get 100% of the pieces made for the puzzle but you you can get a a, a picture and sure. i think especially the bottom and the top are pretty easy it's the middle that is super challenging for sure um, for sure so it's exciting let's get into those so we've the first one we've got here is so we we've broken them up into sort of some some tricks that are quite common only used in in pre-season and then some more common terms that you'll hear um, so one of the first sort of describing car characteristics is error wash. Jordan, would you like to explain that? Sure. So obviously we've heard the term dirty air being thrown around in the Formula One paddock. Um, basically, error wash is the the airflow that comes off of the back of the car in front of you. Obviously, air is quite stagnant up until the point where you drive through it and you're basically punching a hole through the air. 
but now that Formula One cars have all of these aerodynamic components, it directs the air in a certain way and it actually makes it quite turbulent. So the aero wash is basically that dirty air coming off of the back of the car in front of you where all of the air waves have been disturbed and now you have to punch through all of these uh, the, these turbulent air, this turbulent airflow. Um, essentially what that does is it increases your tire degradation which we'll get into in a second and then it also does affect your downforce levels as the air coming through your aerodynamic parts is not as stable. Perfect. I, I can't really comment much else. I think that's yeah exactly it and quite important, especially in Formula 1 cars because, as Jordan said, they, they generate so much downforce that some disturbance <coughs> makes quite a big difference. Next up, as Jordan just touched on, we got tire degradation, which is very important, not just in pre-season but throughout the whole season, which is basically just the erosion of tires basically so as you drive through your race pieces of your tire comes off and gets laid down on the track and that is degradation is basically your tires wearing down as the, the rubber that gets put on the track on the outside um, so yeah next up we've got marbles which is pretty much just that rubber coming off of the tires and yeah. being placed around the track generally on the outside of corners and more so on fast corners because there's more pressure on the tires. Um, so those kind of go hand in hand. Um, just another thing to add on that. Um, I don't know if you've seen a couple of times during a race, you'll see somebody go down the inside with a big dive bomb attempt at an overtake and they lock up where they lock their brakes and you see all of the smoke coming out of the back of their tires. A big chunk of rubber does come out of their car and that creates quite a bit of marbles. So when you hear the commentary team say there's marbles on the inside of the track, it's most likely Either it's just where the marbles that have come off the tires have been blown to, or if somebody's had a big moment and they've locked up into a corner, it'll leave those bits of rubber, and when you pick them up on your tires, it feels almost bumpy and not so smooth, and it can affect your grip. Yeah, most definitely, purely because, as you can imagine, as John said, it feels bumpy because you've got tiny chunks of rubber all over your tire, and you're not gripping with the road so much because you've got pieces of tire in between that. So, yeah, exactly. Talking of liveries, as we've got on the, the agenda for today, John, you want to describe exposed carbon for us? Well, <laughs> exposed carbon basically just means the teams are too lazy to paint their car. Uh, well, they will claim it's for wave reduction purposes, but we all know it's just because they don't want to spend the extra money on the, lip, on, the, on the actual car, and then it's a cheat code. They say, oh, we're just not going to paint the car, it's going to save us time, going to save us money. But it just looks terrible. It's basically carbon fiber that the bodywork is made up out of, and they've just left it unpainted, and that is what exposed carbon is. So it's a loophole for the weight limit. <laughs> exactly. Um, now next up, we've got insulation laps. Those are pretty important. You'll you'll see them throughout the the season once again. But usually on the start of a weekend, the team will go out, do one lap, and come back right back in. Um, generally done in practice one. And the main purpose of that is just calibration, to get clutch bite points right, to make sure all systems are running smoothly, that the sensors are working. It's basically just sort of a, a quick self-test to see, okay, are all of our electronics good? Are they collaborating? Are they, yeah, going back sort of, are, are there signals being delivered back? Or do we have all the analysis we need? Um, yeah, next up, Jordan. All right, so next, race runs. next up we've got race runs. Uh, race runs, basically there's different programs you can run in like preseason testing and practice. Obviously, you want to see how your 
Sorry, there's a cat in the background. Obviously, you want to see kind of how your car performs under different fuel loads. We'll get into fuel loads now. But you also want to see how your car performs under different circumstances. Like we saw with the Ferrari this year in 2023, fantastic on their qualifying pace. Race pace was not so good. So the race runs basically, they basically allow you to um, put your car through what a car, what a, what a car would go through during a race stint. So over a certain period of laps, kind of how much your tires go off, um, kind of how the car performs under different fuel loads and kind of just seeing the general characteristics of the car over a longer stint instead of just the one lap pace. 100% and next up tying with that, do you also want to do quali runs? Yeah, so quali runs basically is the exact same thing but just for the qualifying. So you take a lot of fuel out of the car, you run it as on, on as little fuel as the regulations allow you to. Um, obviously the more fuel the more weight the slower the car goes so this is kind of as fast as the cars will go over a weekend perfect um, and then next up we've also got the last bit of sort of car characteristics let's say would be ride height which is basically exactly as it describes how high off the ground you are and that can make a, quite a few differences for example if you're too low as we saw at the US Grand Prix last year you burn too much of your floor and then you get disqualified. There's no discussion or anything. You, you just get disqualified. So yeah. your ride height is crucial because if it's too high, you don't generate enough air underneath the bottom because there's no low pressure, which we'll also get into a bit just now. Um, and you, you just become too draggy. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty important to get that dialed in correctly um, and going back onto that ride height it's super important for what we have now called ground effect which John will now explain as to how important it is and what exactly it is for sure so ground effect essentially you've had traditional downforce where essentially the cars had aero flaps and stuff that pulled the car that pushed the cars down into the ground um, essentially just using the airwaves what ground effect was was pioneered by Colin Chapman with the Lotus cars back in the day way back in the day um, essentially there's a chamber under your car that chamber creates a low pressure zone and since you have the low pressure zone around a high pressure zone it essentially creates suction almost like a vacuum effect that pulls the car closer to the road um, we saw a couple of teams struggling with it at the start of the regulations where we had something called porpoising where the car would essentially be sucked too low and then it would hit the tarmac and then bounce and then essentially that process would just keep repeating and that's why we saw those bouncing cars at the start of the the, the start of these regulations, but ground effect essentially acts as that, where the actual chamber underneath the car acts as a vacuum that pulls it down onto the ground. And I think exactly as Jordan said, like as, as it used to be where you were pushed onto the ground, this now creates it so that it is sucked onto the ground. And that's where we saw also, for example, in Vegas, we saw that ground cover come off because they're generating so much downforce underneath these cars that they are creating such suction that it's pretty easy to, to pick these uh, ground covers off. And I think also one thing that's important to mention is the, the, the most downforce is then generated by underneath the car, purely because of what we've just said, all the down, it, it creates a low suction. So teams are very, very secretive as to how they show the bottom of their car, because that's where majority of downforce is developed in this new regulation era. For sure. So Red Bull, for example, if one of their cars crash, it's always interesting to see how they navigate getting that car back because exactly. they do not want it picked up by a crane because then everyone has got cameras out and they know. 
they are your secrets. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I mean, after yeah, after the uh, whole ground effect concept, I think we can get into fuel load. I believe we haven't gone over fuel load as yet. So, Correct. So fuel load essentially is the amount of fuel that they pack into the car. The car can obviously hold a certain amount of fuel. Um, but the more fuel that you have in the car, as you burn through it, it starts emptying the tank a bit. And then as you're going around corners, all of that fuel in your car is sloshing around, which can start affecting the car's balance, the car's times, the car's effect. And obviously fuel does weigh quite a bit. Um, so basically the more fuel you have in your car, the slower your times will be. You'll see generally on a race run, you'll, you'll run enough fuel to get you through the entire race because refueling was obviously banned after... I believe it was the Felipe massive refuel pit incident in 2008 at Singapore. Um, but essentially now you have to run the entire race on a certain amount of fuel. So your fuel load is basically the amount of fuel in the car. Yep. Thanks, Jordan. Um, yeah, super important. And that's the main intent of a race run is just to gauge your, your car's behavior. Um, so now we're going to move on to some of the more pre-season specific terms, which are brought up not so much in the season because this is way more about analyzing your car's data, etc., compared to the rest of the season. One thing that they use quite often is something called Flovis paint, which is very easily identifiable. It's this luminescent green paint that they put in the car. And generally, they start and they put sort of a strip on the bottom of the, the front wing, and then they tell the car drive. And as the air pushes over that paint, it pushes it onto the car. And then you get these traces sort of, if, if you took a, a spoon with a bunch of paint and you threw it on the wall, you would see sort of different streaks coming down. And, and that's what you're seeing on the car is to see exactly where the air is going over the car, where it's hitting different parts of the car. What happens after, for example, the front wing, does it disappear off the car as if it's getting pushed away? And so the green flovis paint just really helps you identify the streaks of, of airflow across the car. Okay, no, that's perfect. I think uh, straight after that, well, it works kind of in tandem with the next part, but we're going to go over something called aero rakes. So aero rakes, basically, I don't know if you've seen in um, preseason testing prior to this, some of the cars look like transformers. They've got these big scaffolding-like wings that come off of the car, and sometimes they look like TV antennas. Sometimes they look like big, uh, big ironing boards or washboards or whatever you want to call them. Um, essentially, what it does is those have hundreds of little sensors on them, and that acts basically the same as the Flovis paint. All of those sensors detect exactly how the air is getting affected through the car. So you'll see them and the being, strength of the air. Exactly, yeah. So you'll see them being run in different positions along the car. Uh, that basically just allows them to gather as much data as possible. So when the upgrade packages come in, they can see kind of where the car's weak points are, kind of how the car interacts with the airflow. And you also won't see it tested so much during the season because it's not that common. It's quite a mission to get on. It, it slows you down because it's a lot more drag. So it, it, if you bring in smaller upgrades, it's not so important. And I think as John said, it's just, but yeah airflow and most importantly it's a very good tool to get correlation exactly now the importance of correlation is quite quite important <laughs> um but basically the the reason you're monitoring correlation is because in pre-season before you put your contract you've got a whole bunch of different simulations on your sort of simulating airflow simulating 
uh, CFD, which is computational flow. Um, and, and sometimes, as we saw at the beginning of, of this, er this regulation era, you, you can on system think, man, this is the shit. This, this is going to be dominant. These, these wing flaps are going to do X, Y, and Z. And then you hit the track and none of what you thought would happen happened. And that's the importance of <clears throat> correlating your, your, simulator, your simulators, like yeah, your aerodynamics, your CFD, your simulated wind tunnel, with the real world so that your physics sort of calculations match the real world. And that's pretty important going forward for development. Exactly, yeah. Well, I think... Next uh, Yeah. Yeah, we've got some, some tricks because we pretty much described the wind tunnel. It's basically just where you put your car um, to test all that. But exactly, by yeah. the way, it is actually a real tunnel. So you, you put your real car in there and you blow a bunch of air from the one side and you just... It's generally got some mist so that you can see the direction of it and it blows over the car. But that used to be unlimited. It is now limited how much time you can do in the wind tunnel and it's broken yeah. up into segments across the season. Okay, I think uh, speaking on tricks, I think, yeah, we've gone over the wind tunnel pre previously. There's two, one big term and um, one not so commonly, commonly mentioned term that we'll go over now. The biggest term you're going to hear a lot is commenters is saying, I wonder if they are sandbagging. So I know, Chris, you've got a great example of what sandbagging is, but uh, I'll quickly go over the definition. So essentially sandbagging is teams not running at their maximum performance. They are hiding certain elements of their car just to not give away their car's true performance. Um, kind of like in... Bahrain last year, I mean, the Red Bull was sandbagging quite a bit. We didn't think that they would be as dominant as they were, and then they came onto the track and they were absolutely dominant. So sandbagging essentially means that they are running at a lower performance ceiling than what their car can actually achieve. And yeah, there was quite a few examples of this uh, over the previous years. I also just want to touch on the name. The reason it's called sandbagging is because they would literally put chunks of weight in their car so that it slowed it down and you mm. couldn't see and if you're the team and you put in 20 kilos, you can predict how much time per lap that is that will save you that. And, and then you'll know what your time is. I, I actually just thought of a better example than the one we discussed, Jordan, which was 2009. The new team of Braun came yeah. in yeah. and they had a killer design. They tested once and they thought, holy smoke, this car is quick. She's like, came back in and this was pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, the, the coining of the term sandbagging exactly yeah. came back in the, the the head of ferrari or should i say the the old head of ferrari um ross braun looked and said no if people know we're this fast there's going to be problems either complaints or people are going to try and catch up so if you can basically fool your t the, the the rest of the grid into looking and going well that that team's slow we don't have to worry about them that's exactly what you want so they, they came in, Braun GP had a killer rear diffuser, basically a rear downforce kit, um, and did one lap, saw, wow, we're way too quick, put tons of weight in and carried on testing for the rest. And nobody realized anything, showed up at the first race and absolutely dominated the grid with the one-two. Exactly, yeah. So that's the, that's the, the term of sandbagging. 
Okay, yeah. So, no, that's a perfect Glory example runs. of that. Uh, glory runs, yeah. As you said, that's the next one. Uh, Chris, do you want to kind of explain what a glory run would be? Sure. Glory run is the opposite of sandbagging. It's usually when your car is more shit than you thought it would be. And not so much anymore, but back in the day, you, you had to attract sponsors and nobody wants to sponsor a team that's bottom of the grid. It's quite tough to find sponsors. So, what you would do is you would go empty all the fuel out put on new tires, basically put as much downforce as you can without sacrificing too much straight line speed and set the fastest lap you could. Then you'd walk around to, through the paddock, go to some companies and say, look, we're first in the timesheets. You see, we're dominating. We're so fast. Don't you want to get in? And then people look at this and go, wow, yeah, you're two seconds faster than Red Bull. It's harsh. That is insane. How did you do this? We'll sponsor you. And the season rolls around and it turns out, yeah, they were the only team that ran with one lap of fuel to do one lap. <laughs> so that's what glory runs is because you're just trying to get everybody's attention on you and to say, look, we've got the time. You, you never do that as a <clears throat> top team because you, you'd rather make your rivals think, oh, no, we've done good work over the, the winter rather than, oof, we need to work these next two weeks. Yeah. So, All right. yeah, that's pretty I, much it. I think that's perfect. All right. Um... I see there's been some excitement in the chat. We've had a, a couple of little jokes thrown around. Caden's, Caden's putting words in my mouth. So, you know, we get, we got some excitement in the chat about kind of the kind of the tier list and how it's going forward. Um, so I think without further ado, we should probably just jump into that. Kind of how we're going to explain. We've got a couple of categories. I've set this up a little bit for us. The worst liveries are going in the Bernard category, meaning poor petrol over the fucking piece of crap. And excuse my French. And set it on fry on on fryer fire that one. Next we have poor, not quite fire worthy, but still, I would rather it's not nice. see it on a racetrack. Then we have bang average. Bang average means take it or leave it. I mean it's cool, I guess, in some aspects, but it's just there's nothing crazy about it. Could be worse, could be better. Exactly. Good, good liveries are liveries that catch your attention, but they're not great. Like, um, I don't know how to give an example of this, but a good livery is something that looks nice, but it's never going to be like one of your iconic liveries. It's not going to be exactly you know, the, the prettiest livery on the grid, but it is a super good way, but you enjoy seeing it. Exactly. And then lastly, we have banger. Banger is something that makes a statement. It is something that can be, it's the, it's the most beautiful cars on the grid. If I'm honest, some, we've had some seasons where we've had absolute stinker liveries like throughout the whole grid and we've had some liveries some seasons where we've had only bangers so i mean banger, 2012 exactly so banger is kind of just you know i want to see this again and again season after season it is beautiful all right but without further ado we're going to do two separate tier lists i have one set up for myself one set up for chris and then basically before we rate each car we're going to hop onto like the f1 instagram page have a little look-see at the car um, see what we think about the car and then we're going to make our ratings based on there. If you guys disagree with us, put it in the chat, but we really don't care, if I'm honest. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so... We'll be happy to fight with you, but it won't change our lists. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, like but we, we love it when you share your opinion, especially when Ethan looks at our McLaren ratings and... Uh, Ethan, where are you in Ethan, are you in the chat? Where are you, baby? Drop a chat. Alright, um... So, without further ado, I think we should jump straight into this. We're going to go over the first livery, which I believe is the... Oh, that's not it. The Red Bull. 
we have the Red Bull. Chris, what are you thinking? Yeah, for me, Red Bull is quite tough. Um, yeah. I'm going to go for bang average. Um, it's not a bad livery by any means. I actually do like it, but it's just it's a bit difficult to put it any higher than bang average when it's... Yeah, it's been the same for how many years, man? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the gimmick's kind of worn off at this point. It used to be a very cool livery back in the day because you didn't really see too many energy drink sponsorships. It was kind of a more colorful livery. But, you know, you've got to change it up eventually. I mean, I get that their branding is super strong and that's kind of their whole company is built around those colors and that branding. But, come on, give us some excitement. So, I I think I completely agree with you, Chris. I'm going to slap this in bang average. And I think it's important to note it's not a bad livery. It's just exactly as we said. It's just not changed. So, we we both like it, but it just needs a... Even a remix, I'll take it. Doesn't need to be completely new. I mean that white, what the white Red Bull that we saw around Turkey in 2021. Oh, that, was that was a very cool. pretty car. That was a very nice looking car. But it's cool that we get some of those limited edition ones. But I mean, their stock standard livery will it's it's unlikely to change for a while. Um, okay, yeah. so hopping straight into the next car, we have. Oh, let's save that for later. We ha- okay, let's save that for later. Okay, let's go with Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Aston Martin, Aston Martin, Aston Martin. What are we thinking? <clears throat> Let's pull it up quickly. Um, I, I had a similar statement for them compared to Red Bull. Um, beautiful. Uh, that one's too spicy for now. <laughs> beautiful, good looking, nice, sleek, modern, fancy. But again, just lack of differentiation for me. Um, it's been pretty similar going through the years, the last two years. Nothing, nothing wrong with it, but it just doesn't doesn't scream at me anymore. It's lost okay. its novelty. So where are you putting it? Are you putting it in bang average, or are you putting average. it in good? Okay. Bang average, lack of differentiation for me. That's interesting, man. I think the Aston Martin livery is one of the best on the grid. It has not had that Red Bull effect on me yet. I still love the racing green. I think it's iconic. I think it's beautiful. It is iconic. It is I love it. The way it looks on track is even better than the way it looks in, in, in renders. That's true. In Singapore, that car looks stunning. It's ridiculous stunning. under the lights. It is so pretty. For me, I am putting that straight into banger. That is a banger livery. You don't have to change it if it ain't broke. That's true, but the only thing holding me back is if we're giving Red Bull the same shtick, like, do we then give Aston Martin three more years of, you can use this for three more years and then it's done. I'll take that deal. If they'd use it for another three (laughs) years, maybe I'll put it and burn it. You never know. But for now, on me, banger. Okay, we can go over these kind of towards the end and we can... For me, but I can settle on good for me. Okay, you want to move... Well, we'll we'll move it around at the end. We'll do a little review of each of our lists. Okay, next up, one of the most controversial teams we've had in Formula One as of recent. We have VCarb. Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. I mean, just look at it, man. Just look at it. Chris? Chris, look at it. You really want to know what I think of it? I swear, you might actually make me cry because this is 
Okay, you'll hear my opinions, but what do you think? I, I, I think it's I think it's bang average for me, man. It's 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 messy, it's I, I would give it banger if it was Toro Rosso. But the team's not called Toro Rosso, so for me it is just confusing. It is an identity crisis, which I know I have not shut up about since we started on VCOP, but that is the only thing holding me back. I do like it. I do enjoy the mass amounts of color it's got on it. But it's just tough for me to swallow that it's meant to be called VCOP, but it looks like a Tarasa. Okay. Okay, so we're slapping that, the VCOP, straight up in bang average. Actually, I'll move it up to good. Because that is where I had it. But, but as I say, I just really struggle. It would be banger if it was called Tarasa. <laughs> okay. So... I've gone for a, a bit of a different approach to Chris. I don't care about the name. If we're doing a name tier list, burn it. Straight. Straight up and burn it. It's terrible. It's the worst name we've had in Formula 1 in recent date. But the car is beautiful. It is beautiful. The blue, not find it the white, the red. No, I think it's so pretty. I think maybe on the renders, with some of the, 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 the body shapes and stuff, it, I can see what you're saying, but... I just think it's clean. The blue, white, and red Toro Rosso colors. I really think that this is such a pretty race car. I think that this is such a, such a pretty race car. I think I might change my, my mind seeing it on track, but right now it's just not, it's not screaming to me. I don't want to put another car in banger so early, but I really want to. That's how much I like this livery. It is... Compared to the carbon nonsense we have going around at the moment. It is true. It but is you see, this is the trouble I didn't want to fall into. I didn't want to just call it a banger just because it's not black. I'm going to put it in good for now. I'm going to put it in good. I'm going to put it in good. I'm going to put it in a good livery for now. At the end of this, it might move. At the end of this. It's just because we, we also need to decide, are we doing it according to this, like, this year's cars? Or in general, because if it's in this year's cars, it's a banger. But if it's objectively, for me, it's good. No, we'll do it objectively. We'll do it. We'll do it objectively. Why not? Why not? We'll leave it as objective. I think that actually works a bit better. Because I mean, we've been handed some like steaming that. piles of not such nice things during this uh, livery launch season. Speaking of yeah. piles of not so much, not so much nice things, the Alpine. Welcome to the party, Mr. Alpine. We got two, we got two liveries, and both of them are as shit as the previous. Burn that car. Oh wait, it's an Alpine. It'll do it itself. <laughs> That's very true. Can't. So I, I think I'm just gonna take the liberty. Just slap both of these into burn it. Throw both Please. of them into burn it. It's terrible. It's tragic. It is the. Look, just just look, look, look at the amount of exposed carbon. How much weight do they need to save? They've got like three smeckles of paint on their car. And it's not even like the paint was in, was sort of, you know, gradient or brought in nicely. No, it's just patches of paint. No, it sucks. It's really terrible. It is really, really, really terrible. And it makes me depressed that this car is allowed to operate. Agreed. Okay, well, I don't want to look at it any longer, so let's go on to the next. No, please. I, I can actually feel my eyes burning. Let's go on to the next. Let's go on to the next. So next up, we have Stake F1, Stake Kick F1 Team. 
as James said, Ben 10. The Ben 10 car. Okay, I mean, dude, I... The, the Lumo Green, I suppose, is like relatively cool. I'm sorry, but as a person who plays the Formula 1 games, this looks like it was designed by a teenager on the F1 game. This is a livery that you would find in an F1 open lobby. Easy man. Not even a ranked and lobby. The person with that livery is 100% dive bombing you and crashing you out of the race on turn 1. If, that's, if that car lines up P20 on the Monza grid, turn 1 is carnage. I'm telling you. <laughs> go bro i'm letting them go i'm not even pulling off when it goes green i'm taking the escape 100%. road i'm taking yeah. the escape road i'm not breaking i'm going on the grass and penalty give it to me i'll take the 20 second time that's penalty i'll still probably me. end up finishing second because that's he'll take out the other 18 cars 100 percent. yeah that one for me i was excited when i first saw it because i was like yay color yeah because before we'd only seen haas and alpine but now I'm I'm good, eh? So where that's, that's for me. Where do you think you uh, where do you think you're putting it? I don't think it's a burn it kind of a car, but I do think that's it's just poor. Agreed. Okay. Totally I'm, agreed. I'm glad we're in agreement here. So I've got one car in each category so far. You've got nothing in per. Oh wait, yours still says perfect. Let's change that quickly to. I got nothing in perfect so let's far. Let's change it to banger. I'm saving that. So we got. I got one car in banger, one in everything. You've just got, uh, you got two in bang average. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Move the Aston Martin to to good for me. Okay, all right, all right. I've moved it up to good. Okay, well we can go over both of these tier lists kind of towards the end and just discuss kind of further what we think. I agree. Pink on a Formula One car does not look good. However, however, I was not completely opposed to the BWT Racing Point liveries. I was not Neither completely was opposed. It's on the pink. Because they use pink well. They had pink with a bit of white, with a bit of black. It looked quite nice. Agreed. But on these Alpines, I don't know. It just looks... Oh, it's like strawberry gum. It's terrible. Okay, so now that we've done the French piece of crap, we've done the Luma Green child's pink, car. We're moving on to what I think was actually one of the best livery launches we've had this season, which is the Williams. I like their livery launch. The the whole making it history launch, wasn't it? It was. It was. I don't know. A lot of these launches this year were not classic launches. It was either Ferrari showing a video, or you know, like Red Bull. Just Red Bull wasn't bad, but some of them were just like McLaren. Here's the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can forgive a team like a Haas um, because they don't have the budget for it. They realistically don't. They have to cut corners wherever they can. But if Fair you look enough. at Ferrari, Ferrari, I was so angry. They gave us a one minute, 23 second video and then said goodbye. And then Ferrari. And then Charles did maybe one or two laps. Carlos did one or two laps. Their engine died. And that's kind of how my, my, my uh, interpretation of that was, which was not fun. But... Back to Williams. I do like, I've always liked this Williams livery. They finally seem so like they I. found a bit of an, an identity. I feel like they were going through an identity crisis, kind of like 2020, 2021 around then. Mm -hmm. But from 2022, 2023, it seems like they're settling into this kind of new style. I really like the pinstripes along the uh, along the side of the car. I think the Duracell placement's pretty cool. However, I mean, again, it's just kind of, 
you have to you you can barely tell the difference between this year and, and the previous car. hundred percent. Yeah. And for me, that was the only negative. That was the only negative. I, I agree with everything you said. Nice identity. I like the blues. I like the way they've incorporated them. But I would have to bring the pictures side by side to be able to see the difference. Um, and that was the only thing holding me back. What did you give it? I have got it up in bang average. Bang oh, average. Man. I cannot justify putting it on the same tier as VCOB. But I cannot justify it being as bad as some of the other liveries. It is bang hey, average. It's not, it's not bad, it, and that's why I like the t the, the the tier name of bang average because yeah. it is good, but it is just okay. Cool. So wait, you've also gone straight into bang average with that one, right? Correct. Okay, let's move that up. All right. So we have now done the Williams. Let's go on to one of the other steaming piles of. Yes. Let's do Haas. It's the Haas. It is the Haas. Yuck. I don't know. Burn it. Burn it. I couldn't agree more. This is just... It's... Man, talk about money saving. It is exposed carbon on exposed carbon on exposed carbon. No, but Jordan, you know what killed me about this was... The, the Haas admin there are, are like, all we've been seeing is red, white, and black. And I'm like, bro, the use of red to describe that car is pretty bold. Because... <laughs> Dude, two components of their car... Two components of their car have red. And it's the it's the, the two wings and then it's the... And it's accented by white. Like, I don't know what they're saying red. The Chipotle logo? Like, hello? I don't understand. Where's the red? There's red... Here and here, and then obviously <laughs> the logos. But, like, hello? I don't know. I agree with you completely. I'm putting this. So funny, dude. For me, this is going straight into Burnet. Are you putting. And again, it? it's, 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 yeah, 100%. If, if it was five years ago, I'd say, you know what? I, I don't love it, but it's not bad. Yeah. But the fact that it's all black and a lot of the cars are going all black is, is the issue because it just see, makes it so black. The thing is, if it was painted black, if it was like metallic black or glossy black, it would probably look pretty decent. But it's just all exposed carbon. A hundred percent. And five years ago, we didn't have a black car, so it would have been welcome. But now when all of them have got so much exposed carbon, it's like, no, nah, I'm good. I am good. We have good a couple of opinions. Magnuson for this for this year. Yeah, we have a couple of uh, a couple of opinions in the chat. So Jenks says the Alpine livery is infinitely worse than the Renault yellow. Couldn't agree. I more. didn't mind the Renault yellow. I loved it. He said that nobody's saying I, he's I, saying I, this I, current livery is worse than the, the Renault yellow infinitely. But no, I know. But I'm just saying I don't think I don't think it's to me it's quite easy that it's it's yeah worse. Yeah, but the Renault sure. yellow didn't bother me. I, I it was iconic for me. Yeah, I loved the Renault yellow. I thought that yellow and black that was one of the. A few cool. uses of black that I really enjoyed because it wasn't exposed Agreed. carbon. It was painted. It looked really nice, and it was just it was it was sleek. It was clean. It wasn't messy. It was pretty. Agreed. And then we have pink on a Formula One car is just wrong. I mean, I think we touched over that, that previously. One. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, now that we've let's gone get, over, let's, let's get this why. off of the screen. I'm so sorry. I had to sub subject your eyeballs to that for as long as we did. We have. Uh, uh, the orange one. Well, the orange. We have the orange car. The orange car, should we say? I mean, calling it an orange car is pretty. <laughs> I, I'm glad you used the air quotes there because, yeah, 
They've got the half-eaten papaya at this point. Ethan, what are you? We're missing you, buddy. We need Ethan's take on this, because I feel like he might actually agree with us, because this is subpar. I mean... I'm actually going to message him. Yeah, send him a message quickly to tell him to get in here, and then we can touch back over it. Because I think that this is just tragic. I mean... Looking looking at this straight off the bat, what is the difference between this and last year's car? Less colour. Exactly. There's no blue. That's it. The GOAT yes. McLaren yeah. S Plus. This guy is smoking his socks. You're off the rocks. Of the exposed carbon cars, I reckon the McLaren is the best. Yes, because they've still got the most colour on their car. Yeah. Again, it's tough. It's it's really it's not a bad car. It's it's not a bad car, um, and I don't hate it. If if it was five years ago, I I would be you know that looks cool. But because so many of the cars are black now, it's just to me they've lost a bit of orange. It it looks cool, but it's just it's meh. Not of, amazing. It's one of the things that's always bothered me about this car is the chrome wheels. I hate the chrome wheels. The multicolored wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely despise them. It looks, it, you know what it, it reminds me of? Have you ever seen that Pepe Frog meme where he's like a little bit slow and he's got like the, 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 the propeller hat on? I feel like those things look like the propeller hat. It looks terrible. Yeah, I, I must be honest. The only way this car is, if it, if it shines maybe at night, you know, in, in some of the street tracks, I'll, I'll give it some, some better credits but right now it's not it for me i'm not going to give it any credit bro they took the papaya and somebody ate half of it and just left exposed <laughs> carbon <laughs> it does not look good there's a there's a real right there they took the papaya and somebody ate half of it like, i don't know dude i don't like it but uh i don't know ethan agrees garbage rooms terrible rooms i hate them i hate them i hate them and finally, Ethan, we have it in here. So now we can actually put it on our tier list. Chris, where are you putting it? Poor. Poor, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Let's put it in poor. Okay. We both agree it's poor. I agree. Spicy. Okay, let's, Spicy. Let's, let's close the tabs of the ones that we've For done. Me it's, also, it's also just the way that, like, I don't feel that papaya was brought in nicely either compared to the black, you know? Like... It's it's very sharp cuts, etc. And I, I miss the blue on that car. If the blue was still there, I would give it better credits. I like that blue on the car. But now to just have papaya and black? Yeah. I don't know, it's not it, eh? Exactly, yeah. I don't know, it's it's disappointing. I really like the papaya cars. I kinda like the twenty twenty, twenty twenty one editions of the papaya cars. I thought it looked quite cool, but ever since then it's just been sad. So, I mean, no, that's enough enough on the McLaren, I believe. I think now we're into probably the... Can I just point out, Ethan agrees with you. You just said, you know, the half-eaten fruit memes, that's the McLaren. Exactly. Dude, I said before he came in, I said he would probably agree with, our, with my view on this. And our view on this, because I know Ethan loves McLaren. He's a big McLaren fan. But I know that the liveries are disappointing him. Fair enough. Alright, well, maybe you never know. Maybe those 500 grams of paint that they saved on the papaya parts will actually win them a race this year. We'll see if I'm jumping in a canal or not. 
Okay, all we'll right. See. So, Chris, which one do you want to start with? Red or, red or, or, or black and silver? You want to start with Ferrari? Because I'm going to fight with you for 10 minutes about Mercedes after that. Okay, cool. All right, let's go on to Ferrari. I mean... Dude, I mean... I mean the McDonald's house. Dude, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up, dude. Shut up. It is beautiful. It Ferrari, over the past three years, have been the best livery makers on the entire grid. No debate. No debate. It's so... It's so Who's easy. better? It's red. Who's better? Who's better? Name one. Over the last three seasons. If you say... Mercedes, when they had a full carbon car last year, let's speak. Let's speak. Let's speak about all of your carbon fiber slander and then bring up Mercedes last year. Speak about it. It's, it's, not, it's not carbon fiber slander. That, uh, because to, to name one, I, I suppose Ferrari's money must go somewhere. Dude. Because it's not going into car improvements. So, it's going into beautiful cars. <laughs> it's going into cars that look nice but don't go very fast. It's, it's just, it's tough for me to say that over the last three years they've been dominant in liveries when, as you know, Red Bull's been the same. It's always been red. But Red Bull hasn't changed anything. But I have to say, all the shit I've been talking, this year's Ferrari livery for me is a banger. It's a banger. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. Straight to banger. It's a banger. Straight to banger. Because of the yellow, that's all. It doesn't it, have it, to be... It's, it doesn't have to be unpredictable. It doesn't need to change. Ferrari Red is iconic. Ferrari Red is iconic. And it doesn't need to change, but they change it enough. Just change it enough. So we, when we it's always pretty. Shit for not changing. Okay, but Red Bull doesn't change at all. They don't. Okay, that's fair. Ferrari, I'm I just, mean, just trying to manage some of the comments here because we've got quite some attacks being because I am the number one villain in this whole, in the entirety of the F1 scene. I'm telling you, everybody hates me because of how much I should talk to the rest of the teams and big up Ferrari. It's true, and you can all sleep in it because Ferrari looks gorgeous. Ferrari I have to be beautiful. honest, you know why I say it's a banger is just because of how they hyped it up in the video. It made me enjoy that livery because of how they hyped it up in the, in the video. Um, I don't know. I think it's just beautiful. I think last year's Ferrari, I wasn't... Last year's Ferrari, okay. I still think was very pretty, but it wasn't as good. Still, 2022's Ferrari, where they went back to like that 1992 design with the full black front yeah, wing. Talking. Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I think this year it's an improvement from last year for sure. I think it's gorgeous. I think... I really do like the way that Ferrari designs their cars. It doesn't have to be anything cre crazy, but it is sleek. It is pretty... Let's go back to the photos of it. It just looks really, really nice, man. Like the fact that they've added on that middle middle part of the front wing, they've added that red slit. I don't know. It just looks really, really pretty. Oh, dude. It's so cool. It is really cool. And I don't care if I'm like a Ferrari dick rider. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Ferrari all the way, man. It's just... It's, it's the only reason... Yeah, that yellow is okay, but it just screams too much shell for me. So it doesn't scream like Ferrari's doing it. It's more like corporate sponsorship, corporate placement. I mean, I, I like the shell, the shell logo. I've always liked it on, on the Formula One cars, especially because I feel like 
I don't know if you've seen, kind of in the V8 series where they've got the, the Australian V8 supercar series where they've got those shell liveries. I also think yeah. it just looks sleek on there. I think the yellow, red, red and white, it looks beautiful. That is Ferrari's colors. Yellow, red, white and black is Ferrari's colors. And I think that they have placed those colors as perfectly as they could on this current car, leaving some exposed carbon, but not to the point where it looks hideous. I think it looks cool. Yeah, agreed. All right. Now, let's start fighting. Christopher, 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 Christopher. I'm going to let you go first because you're going to shout at me if I start and we're never going to get to your rating. This is a banger. Mercedes is a banger. So you're putting the in banger. Gradient for me. Bring it up. Bring it up. Let's, let's see it. I've got it up. I've got it up. It might just take a second on the delay, but it's up. Yeah. It's up. It's up. For me, just the fact that from the front it's silver and on the sides it's black, like, it's, it's, oh I'll be God. honest. Actually. I'll be very honest. I'm being biased, okay? Purely because it's Mercedes, and I'll give you that. Now, I know Caden is going to mention that we've been quite hard on some of the other cars for the black, which is totally fair. But to me, just the reinventedness of this black in terms of, you know, like, silver arrows from the front, black on the side, the stars on the engine cover. They've actually put some effort into the exposed carbon. You see? You I see, see I've got back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, got... it's, a, it's a family of, of Mercedes fans. What can I expect? <laughs> Dude, okay. You know what? I'm actually getting myself angry because the more I'm looking at this, the more it's starting to like slowly win me over. It's sleek, bro. It's it's sleek. Like I, oh. I think more appreciate it is just because they haven't just gone well exposed carbon here. They're like, look, we need the exposed carbon, but we're gonna put some effort into it. The silver stars at the back, the the Petronas line coming down that engine cover. Mm. Okay, okay. No, I can see what oh, you, I, I see where you're coming from. I can understand why you like it because. For once, you actually have a little bit of color on the car instead of a full black car where the only color is the 44 logo. I get Man. you. I get you. That so, in Singapore. <laughs> so what, you're putting it, this at the top of Banger? Banger. Banger with Ferrari. Okay. I Chris, can't leave Ferrari. It's the only car in Banger. Chris, can I make you a bit upset? Go for it. <laughs> I don't know if I should put it in bang average or not. I, I mean, really... just wrong, it's okay. <laughs> you know what? I'll put it in good. But, and this is going to make you angry. The V-carb is nicer. The V-carb looks better than the Mercedes. The Mercedes is sleek, but it's, it's like Frankenstein's monster got a boosy fade. Sure, it looks sleek, but it's still Frankenstein's monster, dude. It is two cars. They cut the top off of their 2022 car and they paste it on, on top of the 2023 car. That's all it is. I mean, from the side you profile... No, 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 no. Last year. VCOV, I'm already voting VCOV in that, in that poll. I'm voting VCOV in that poll. Wait, I've lost the chat. Hang on, I've lost the chat. Come okay, on, I'll pull up the chat. 
the V carb is nicer in my opinion. I really do like how much color is on the V carb and Mercedes. I the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm liking it. Yeah, Jordan, you're getting dominated in this poll, eh? Part of this is probably for the content, but V carb over Mercedes. V carb over Mercedes. I said it. It's probably for the content. Yeah, I agree, bro. But it looks. Dude, I don't know. The only real cool profile is like, I don't know which which angle it actually looks good from. What angle? It the looks. Thing is, at least Mercedes know their colors. V Cobb is gonna have a different car next year. Okay, yeah, that's true. But then we get one of those cool one-off liveries. I mean, Caden uh, does have a point there. Just sorry, going side topic here. No, no, uh, no. We're, we're gonna we're gonna reorder this. We're gonna reorder all of the. We're gonna okay. reorder okay. the the things based on kind of where exactly they go. We're just kind of putting them into categories by now, and then we'll resort them after this. But man, that car looks sexy. Chris, dude. You know what? It actually does look really nice. It really does look nice. <laughs> it really does look nice. You know why I'm a sucker for it? And I, <laughs> and I think this will also give context to some of my other rankings, is I love gradients on racing cars. I love sort of sort of a nice gradient between the silver and the black. I don't like sharp lines. Um, so that that is also why it speaks to me. Wait, somebody else is actually griefing you in the thing because I'm not alone in my vote. There were eight votes and 25% say VCOB's better. So somebody else is somebody else is trolling you. Somebody else said VCOB's better. Come on up. <laughs> show yourself. Show yourself in chat. Who voted VCOB? So black and a lot of carbon on the Merc is brave. Tell him. Tell him. That's exactly my point. We've been dogging on the carbon fiber cars. Merc, the silver arrows liveries. 10 out of 10. Beautiful. That's their identity. The black liveries? What livery? The silver arrows are back, baby. From the front, it's a silver arrow. No, they're not silver arrows. They're silver arrow. They're missing half of the other arrow. It's... Hey, Jordan. Jordan, when things go fast in the air, I know Ferraris don't know much about this, but when things go fast in the air, it makes a blur. Dude, have you ever watched Cars 1 or 2? The red cars <laughs> win. Dude, you clearly have not watched the history of motorsports, because Lightning McQueen... Is that McQueen, what you've been telling yourself since 2008? Sorry? Is that what you've been telling yourself since 2008, that if your Ferrari is red, you can win? No, not at all, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I've been looking at this Mercedes for too long, because I'm actually really starting to like it. Um, That's true. Merck did brand the black livery first. Lotus branded, branded the black livery first. Ah, oh, but that was 2012, didn't it? No, it was even before. It was like in the color. 1980s with Colin Chapman as well. Ooh. And then Renault was also before Mercedes. Renault was also on the black liveries, black and yellow before Mercedes was. Caden's giving you smack right now. The red car also crashes a lot. Dude, oh, chat is hostile today, dude. <laughs> I told you, dude. Every I am the number one enemy in this chat room, I'm telling you. I'm going to be the number one hated person on this entire platform. No matter which guests come on, I'm still going to be the most hated. Lightning McQueen crashed in both movies. No, he crashed in all three movies. There's a difference. And also gets updated. Even Paulina's giving me flack in the chat. Dude, imagine. Yo, today's tough, eh? Tough to be in Paulie, what did I do to you, man? Come on. Okay, you know what? Enough of the slander. I will accept Mercedes maybe 
will move up in my list. But I still don't like how much black is on that car. I think the silver and the blue yeah, looks beautiful. I just don't like the black. Okay. So let's let's quickly have a little rundown of our list. So Chris, in banger you've got Mercedes Ferrari in good. You've got V Cobb Aston in bang average. You've got uh, Red Bull and Williams in poor. You've got the green shitstorm and the orange or the half papaya. Then in Burnett yeah. you've got the French atrocity and the American uh, gimmick. All right. Is there I'm any changes? My stake is going to go to Burnett. No, actually, McLaren will go to bang average. Because it's not bad. It's okay. just average. So just put McLaren in bang average. Stake can stay there. Okay. Is there anything you're going to reorder on your list? Just McLaren to bang average? Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Now. Now. Now, what do I do? I think I'm going to keep McLaren in poor. Do I like the French atrocity or the gambling scam site better? Which one do I like more? For me, for me, I just put, yeah, it's tough. You know what? I did like, I liked Ben 10 when I was a kid. I think that, that played into a bit of it. For me, putting McLaren back in bang average was because that's where I put all the liveries that didn't change much. Besides Aston. That's yeah, ben 10, I can back it putting Burnett. I would put it at the top of Burnett though. Because I think I like it. St- I think it will still look nicer on track than the French disaster and the American gimmick. Then we have the half-eaten papaya in poor. Which I think is justifiable in my on- honest opinion. I think the gimmick of the Red Bull has worn off. I'm actually going to move it behind the Williams because I quite like the new Williams identity. That might actually make quite a few Red Bull fans quite You can quite do angry. the same for me. You can do the same for me. Okay, okay. Because, I mean, I don't know. I like that Williams has finally found an identity. I would love them to start incorporating a bit more yellow back into the car, kind of as a throwback, kind of as an homage to their old days, their championship winning days. But I guess that will never happen. Uh, in good, oh no, this is going to make a lot of people angry depending on kind of what I do. V-Carb or Mercedes? V-Carb or Mercedes? I like my Mercedes in front of Ferrari. V-Carb or Mercedes? Sorry, just give me one second, I'm inspecting the Mercedes livery again. I need the V-Carb livery back up, I don't have a fair comparison. Where's V-Carb? V-Carb just doesn't give me slick vibes, you know? V-Carb. Oh, there we go. V-Carb, V-Carb. Oh, but dude, I really like it. I really, really, really like it. I actually think that this is probably one of my, if not my favorite livery this year. V-Carb. Dude, it looks really cool. I don't know what it is about it. It just, just looks look really cool. It sleek to me, man. I don't know, dude. I love the way... I love the way the white and the blue works with the red accents. I don't know why, but I really, really like it. Especially from the front profile, I think it's really pretty. But, then again, the Mercedes. The Mercedes, the Mercedes, the Mercedes. 
You know what I really like about the Mercedes? I really like these blue pinstripes that come down the side and then come on to the side of the front wing. That's kind of what's that's kind of what's throwing me. And then I also like the kind of red Ineos logo on the inside of the wing. You know what? Completely agree, James. Oosh! It's giving NASCAR vibes. Oof! You know what? Too busy. That's what I said. You know what? 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 Put it up there, Jordan. Stop fighting the hate, man. Oh, dude. But it's good content, though. Um. Now, oh, fuck it. Mercedes can go up to banger. Mercedes can go up to banger. Mercedes can go up to banger. I'm actually just like looking at it closer. I don't think I've looked at it enough. It, it looks pretty cool. It looks fast. It won't be fast, but it looks fast. You never know, eh? You never know. You know what? Actually, no, I can't justify that. I'll put it at the top of good. It's better than the V car, but it's not, it's not a banger. Okay. Right, well, I think I'm kind of happy. I like the Ferrari livery the most. I kind of like this Aston the second. I really like the racing green. Then everything else kind of just filters in. And then, Chris, you have... Mercedes is number one. Are you happy yes. with your current list? Are you going to leave it as is? Uh, let me see my list. Okay, I've just pulled it up now. Mm. Apologize to your family, Jordan. What did I do? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean, where's my bet? Ken, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean, where's my bet? Is he talking about a bet like you made? Yes. Um, put the Aston ahead of the V-Carb. Okay. And then, yeah, that's it. That's good. That's good for me. Should we do one where we put a poll up, uh, a poll up, and then we let the chat vote on their own livery tier list? We can. Okay, I'm still wondering. It's going to be a big poll. You know what? It's fine. Maybe um. If people do their own ones, they share it on their Instagrams and then they at wheelnutsf1 on Instagram and then we share it to our we share it to our story. That'll be good. Do you want me? To, I can drop the link. Um, drop the link on in, on our Instagram story if you want to do the same tier list. Okay. So now that we've got the liveries in order. Um, what were our wages from the previous one? Our wages was between Ferrari and Mercedes. Our wages was you jumping in a canal. I feel like I need one as well. Like something detrimental. Like if Ferrari doesn't win a race, I'll drink water from the Yuxke River or something. No, Jordan, you'll die. That's funny. You'll die. <laughs> That's just not funny. <laughs> um, okay, I'll take that away. Okay, chat, give us some ideas here for some bets. Well, if Jordan's Ferrari does not do as well as he thinks it will. No, 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 no. The bet is if Ferrari doesn't beat Mercedes. 
Somebody's... Jordan, do it first half of the season so that we can keep our bets in line. What, first half of the season what? If, something, if Ferrari doesn't win a race in the first half? Or whatever. Or if Mercedes is beating Ferrari at the by the first half, whatever. No, but that's... <laughs> that's too dangerous, dude. That's too dangerous. <laughs> dangerous? Where's it's all that too dangerous. confidence gone? It's, it's not gone anywhere, except for it's been damaged by the, what, 15 years of disappointment. Fair enough. If Ferrari can go three races without a strategy goof, Jordan gives us a cooking episode. Ha. Huh. I'll never have to cook I again at that rate. That is me jumping into a dirty ass canal. You have to I like eighteen shots on eighteen holes of go golf. Yes, and if you do if you do worse than a hundred, then you have to drink another two shots. <laughs> Brother what? <laughs> Brother what? Brother, that's illegal. Um He has to wear Merc merch for the rest of the season. I don't have that kind of money. Mercedes if what are you if We if, love you, Callum. If I get if I get a Mercedes piece of merch, I will do it. But I'll I will still need to consider it, so I don't know. Um I'll ship you one. You know what? I'll announce which bet I'm doing on the Instagram. I think uh, we're running very close to time and I don't want to commit to anything live on air so I can deny it with my lawyers later on in the season. You see, this is yeah. We'll we'll get it through. We'll get it through. Exactly. Alright. Well, I think that was quite a cool, little, fun little stream. Uh, I think so too. I think it's almost Thanks about time. so much. Yeah. Yeah, we can call it a day now. Um, thank you so much for joining in. Uh, we will also release the template that you see here so that you can update us with your own. Tag us, let us know. Watch everybody. We will also be posting Ferrari this. And bang average. Feel free to attack us in the comments once we post ours. And yeah, we're looking. Political speak, yes. I don't know who that's from, but great. Um, yeah, thanks so much for watching, everyone. We really appreciate you commenting, engaging, and please enjoy F1 preseason testing this week. We got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday full days, so we'll we'll be active on our channel. Feel free to ask us any questions if you have any. And yeah, F1's back, baby. So cannot believe how excited I am. Monday's episode, we're going to go over our preseason. Uh pre-season findings and our pre-season analysis so make sure guys please drop a subscribe drop a follow drop a like please 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 after this live if you wouldn't mind go into our channel drop a comment on the live it kind of helps with our boosting our analytics so we can get a couple more people in here for some more discussions um and if you never want to miss us when we go live again you can click that little bell icon on our youtube channel that'll notify you whenever we upload or we go live and I also just want to shout out the chat for being people of culture. Mercedes has been voted the best livery. So, thanks chat. You are great. Okay, you know what? I'm happy to call it there. Alright guys, thank you so much for the stream. Thank you for thank interacting you so with us in the chat. Have a good week. Alright everybody, well, we're going to see you next week. Monday, same time. Don't be late. Cheers, cheers.